I was singing along with that. What do you think of that? It's pretty good. Welcome to the family with DJ extraordinaire Tevin Pittman. Alex Brampernard Rasmussen. And Andy Brampernard. Why me? That's all I have to say. Why me? In any case, we'll be right back. Kostaki Economopolis coming up this hour. Steve Sharippa, my pal, up in the second hour. I love Steve Sharippa. I think I've been on when he's been on before. Have you? Yeah, I think so. We'll find out. We'll be right back with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Doug here from Walzer. Tommy's on vacation again, so I'm going to have to read both parts. Dougie, what's happening? This is weird. Tommy, I'm looking for two things. A new wife and a MAGA hat? Uh, that'd be a big no. Walzer is looking for cars to sell and people to sell them. You don't have enough cars? Well, late model used car business is good, and when COVID shut down the plants, we ran low on new cars and didn't get as many trade-ins. Right now, we're purchasing used cars from people, and in many cases, we can pay Kelly Blue Book excellent. Heck, I'll even buy some of your cars. All I ever do is give, give, give. Yeah, sure. Anyway, we also need people to sell them. Coaches, teachers, servers. People with people skills work great in our no-negotiating model. Also, it's a salaried position, so you're not living from one commission to the next. We also pay you to learn. Think I'd be good at it? Not a chance. Well, don't worry about my feelings. I never do. If you're selling a car or want to join our team, email me at Doug at Walzer.com. I love this song. Is this the original version that... Nope, radio edit. I thought it would be the radio edit because yeah. he drops the big F, and I don't mean the F word. He drops the other. Yes, he does. The three or six letter F word. Mm-hmm. And it, he claimed he wasn't talking about uh, Elton John. Well, no, he was repeating something he heard in a warehouse. Yeah, but I mean... Most of the lyrics were just like something he overheard some guy say. Right, exactly. That ain't working. That's the way you do it. Mm-hmm. I love that whole deal, ladies and gentlemen. So I just went because uh, Alex uh, was over last week, and so when you get Mom and Alex together, that means the snack drawer will be empty by the time you get home. So I had to go and refill it today. That's why I'm about two minutes late. Oh, life is so tough. I loaded it up. How do you bear it? I loaded it up. That's all. Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. Tough job. Yes, it's absolutely true. So <clears throat> we're just talking about a couple of people we know just had their wisdom teeth out. Unfortunately, uh, 
Dr. Pete, my good friend from Hopkins Health and Wellness, his mother died last some, night. Some people, like it's a secret. Like, no. <laughs> well, I don't know if he wanted to. Nobody in this room or right. anything. I don't want to know. If nobody that may or may not be named Trayvon. <laughs> Trayvon. Trayvon just had we'll his call, wisdom we'll teeth out. Trayvon. <laughs> Trayvon. Trayvon. But in any case, Mike Lindell's uh, f- um, father died last week. Uh, sorry to hear about that. I didn't know until I just got a call from Don a couple of minutes ago. Uh, here's Lady McLeod. There McLeat. she is. Lady McLeod. Right? Can't be both of us. He's if, on time every week. If both of us are late, then there's an issue. Exactly. So anyway, back to it quickly. Uh, God bless all the people over at uh, my pillow. Mike Lindell's father died last Wednesday. He will not be... He's not going to be interred for another week and a half. You get everybody together. It was really, really sad. I believe he was 84 years old, I think. 84, 85, <clears throat> something like that. No, maybe 86. I think he was 86, actually. And then Dr. Pete from Hopkins Health and Wellness, his mother died last night. Jeez. So it's been a tough day. Uh, is, this tough any, road are, is any of this COVID related? No, I guess not. <clears throat> I guess none of it's COVID related at all. But they'll, pro- they'll probably say it is. Right. The <laughs> state government, oh, both could, both of them are COVID. Excuse me. I wouldn't doubt that at all. So Rude. I went to the store to fill up the snack drawer that I pointed out that Catherine and Alex emptied last week. And I'm at the store, and I run into this guy that I've known for about 30 years. I've known him. I won't name who it is. Well, you wouldn't know who it is anyway. I've known this guy for 30 years. And we're talking about, hey, this and that. Blah, 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 blah. So the, you guys, what are you doing? How about paying attention to the show over there? Totally paying attention. No, you weren't. Shoot has 30,000 burrs in his ear, and he won't stop he licking does. my leg. Does it hurt a little bit? Dude, you're causing Burr mayhem. boy. Okay. So anyway, I ran this guy I've known for 30 years at Cub Foods out in Plymouth. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about five minutes, six minutes, something like that. And again, I said, okay, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's great to see you. He goes, nice talking to you, Dave. <laughs> he didn't even know who you were? No, he knew who I was, but <laughs> apparently he's got some age on him now. He Aww. forgot what my name was. Dave. I have a cousin named David Bernard, but he lives in Fargo, so... Oh, not a bad place to. It's the first time I've heard of Dave Bernard from Fargo. That's Eldon and Muriel's son, my my father's brother's son. This is brand new information. You got there's Alan and David and Scott. Uh, I don't know where they live. You never see anybody. Well, uh, one of them lives in one of them lives in near the Duluth. One of them lives in Fargo. Scott still lives here. Kind of all over the place. Yeah, they're all over the joint. I feel like you can get away with just claiming random Bernards because it's like yeah. an obscure enough last name where it's not like Johnson, yeah. but it's common enough where you'll bump into one every now and again. Yeah, and that's you just true. go, Oh yeah, I've got a cousin over in yeah, well, Don Herrero. What was when, the name of that? Yeah, exactly. His bit where he said, Oh, I've got a cousin over there. Um. What was the name of that place we used to stay at in Disney World with the, that was really snazzy townhouses? Oh, the uh, Marriott something? Wasn't it the Marriott the World hell? Resort or something? No, no, no. This, the, well, it might have been the Marriott World Resort, but these were the, the condom. They weren't condominiums. They were townhouses. They were they really, were really nice. They were quite nice. They were beautiful. Grand Cypress. Grand Cypress. That's Boom. exactly right. It was Grand Cypress Synapses. we stayed at. The general manager of Grand Cypress... <laughs> 
Tom Bernard, spelled the exact same way. So every time I ordered something, they'd all get it over like right away. <laughs> Come right Because why over. weren't we getting free rooms? Yeah, we should have gotten free rooms. Yeah. I'm Tom Bernard, damn it. Do you know who I am? Don't you know who I am? So in any case, it's just one of those deals where, uh, uh, unfortunately, a couple of friends lost a, lost a parent. That's a tough road to hoe. Yeah, it's particularly, you know, it's hard. <clears throat> I, I don't even know what the deal is with funerals anymore. Yeah, really. You only get a funeral if you're a state leader. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, if the government deems you important enough to have a funeral. Yeah, I mean, my mom's been gone now, what, three months? And haven't been able to do anything for her. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, that's true. Was she cremated? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's. that's well, we're going to do thing. something when Grandpa moves back here. Well, I know, but I think it would have helped my dad if he would have been able to do, you know, like a service yeah. or something. Right. Yeah. You know, it's and really not fun. Could you technically like not do one at a funeral home and just say we're all meeting at? Yeah, you could. Whatever house and you could do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. we should have like, what, something <coughs> in like my backyard. Well, he was sort of locked down, so he couldn't. Well, leave. no, yeah, he, yeah. he couldn't leave. He couldn't oh, go okay. anywhere. Yeah. But now when he and moves back to Minnesota, could, it's not as bad. Because like Arizona is so horrible right now. What would the funeral be down there? Just like, you know. Well, they just wanted to have a three, small, you know, a little, you know, little thing for her. She mm-hmm. was a Catholic. It would have been nice to have a priest say a couple of words. Everybody get to cry yeah. and, you know, move yeah, on. Yeah, that would have been good. Yeah, would have been nice. We could probably do like a Zoom thing if we needed to. A Zoom well, funeral. Yeah. Yeah. So Zoom like funeral. How depressing Zoom funeral. is that? That sounds terrible. It's either that or nothing. So yeah, I'm just like, make your choice. Uh, I just, right. I just think we should just stop, just stop the COVID. Yeah. It's just well, not true anymore. <laughs> what? I mean, just it's put true. Your head in the but sand and it doesn't exist. It's interesting. I've been watching this uh, show. It's called The Village, and it's about. Um, this little village in, I think it's Scotland, um, Scotland, Britain. Yeah, they all sound the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> but um, and it, it's a perspective of a child growing up in this little village, and it goes through the uh, the First World War, and what that does to the village boys, and how harsh everything was, and um, they're farmers, so life is doubly hard. And all of a sudden, there's a there's a pandemic in the village, and they're all wearing masks. Oh my God. That's all <laughs> we need. Back in like 1920, I think, this That'd one the was. Spanish flu. Was it the Spanish, yeah, Spanish flu? flu yeah. 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 People are, you know, their kids are just dying. They have no medicine. There's no medicine. There's no doctors. Nobody has money for doctors. No. It just was like, jeez. I have to put things in perspective because at you least do. I don't live in 1920. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's <laughs> got that going for you. <laughs> got that going for us. Yay. Yet again, proving that the media in general, the news media, is a bunch of dog crap. Well, not all of it, but about so. 2% of it's decent. 98% of it is horrible. Here's a headline Worrying pandemic trend, a rise in homicides. Well, who caused that a-hole? Oh, did you see that the Minneapolis City Council is uh, is whining about the fact that they're they're like, hey, Mayor Fry and Police Department, why are why are there so many homicides? Oh, exactly. They're, they're whining about this. This is their what? doing. You right. did it. I believe that's called digging your own grave. Yeah, it's it hard to it's hard grave. to say we don't want any police help and then cry because yeah. crime. This went up. Well, rampant. and it, that that uh, th- this has been a long time coming. You've worked in downtown, mm-hmm. right, for a yeah. while, right? Yeah, I've been How long? Three years now. Three years. Yeah, okay. like specifically yeah, downtown. But he's got and, the but have you, you, you know ever spent yeah. time downtown? Yeah, going no, to going downtown now is not 
Like, I wouldn't recommend anybody going downtown I mean, past, like, 10 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. for the last 10, 15 years, it's basically been like oh, that. Especially yeah. Oh, the, it's getting worse. Oh, it's, def- it's, it's definitely worse now. Like, a hundred times worse. It's a hundred times worse. But it never was, like, cool no, after for the last 20 years. between no. 10 p.m. and 3 a.m., 4 a.m. It hasn't yeah. been good oh, on Hennepin Avenue for a long time. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. their doing. It this is, is this doing. is just like the the uh, the ice the iceberg has gone you know has flipped over and now it every, everybody's seeing the underbelly of it. Yeah, we and, warned them. And well, that's like have you know the Citizen app where it, like tells you all the crime that's going on yeah. in your area. Yep. I'm addicted to that now. But it's like, I can't. I can't. Every, I can't, don't, every, I, I every can't. like where I look, like on like especially like near where I live, it'll be like. Four people shot, two people shot. Like it's terrible. Group mm-hmm. assault. Somebody carjacked. It's like just crazy. Every hour, like my phone will go off for. We need a hey jackass for Minneapolis. What's a hey jackass? Hey jackass is a site that tracks crime in Chicago, and they do an extremely good job. Yeah, they do. Well, we have Twin Cities Crime Watch. They do a good job. Yeah. They well, they listen to the scanners and report everything that's going on. Hey jackass has like you can see uh, between January first and August second. Uh, 447 or 445 people were shot in the torso. Yeah. 336 in the arms. I know. That is unnecessarily specific. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can it see is the, the wild see. freaking west out there. You can see yesterday, in the 1900 city West Granville, uh, there was a killing. Uh, well, it's going to get much worse. We're on our 40th homicide over the week. Two days yeah. ago, there yeah. were yeah. five killings. 200 Kevin's East 55th. Like, I saw a tweet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? Another good thing is Clock Watch. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Clock Watch, but it's uh, time to take a break. <clears throat> we'll be back. Tom Bernard here with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, this is a tough time for businesses, not only in the Twin Cities, but all over right now. Can you tell me a little bit about what North American Banking Company is doing for your customers? Tommy, at the bank, we're helping businesses with all of our tools at our disposal. Lenders are working as long as it takes with our customers to help them through these tough times. We've processed well over 300 loans for customers and funded over $70 million through the SBA's Paycheck Protection Program. Through our payment deferment program, our current customers were able to skip one, two, or even four payments with no penalty. Finally, being a locally owned and operated bank, we're able to move quickly and take action for our customers when they need us most. Why not bank with my banker? God, I can't tell you how great (laughs) it is working with Billski. Did you record that, Andy? Could you send that to me? North American (laughs) Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself. And with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. Knocking out, man. 
just rocking out like there's no tomorrow. Steppenwolf. All right, so I got to bring something up here that Catherine and I've been laughing about because, as you know, I think that almost all politicians are complete scumbags, just out for the money, don't care about anybody. Not mm-hmm. all of them. We've had some nice ones on the show here. Only the majority. The right. <laughs> Only the great majority. How about your guy, uh, Obama? Your yeah, buddy. What? Whatever he did, it's not his fault. How many years ago? How many years ago? We absolutely have to have the filibuster. If we don't have the filibuster, it will not be America any longer. We absolutely have to keep the filibuster in place. What did he say at John Lewis's funeral? We've got to get rid of the filibuster. <laughs> we don't need the filibuster. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> these scumbags. He's an, he has an open mind. Yes, yes, he's adapting yes, to the time. Yes, keep an open mind. <laughs> You believe that, though? What year was it that, that he said we have to have the filibuster? We have to keep it in place. It's a fun word. I don't well, know. Filibuster. Filibuster. Yeah, it, is it was like 2004 or something like that. I, I can't remember when it was. But it was a long time ago. Not, I, don't, I actually don't think it was that long. It was like yeah, maybe 2004. Something it like was that. 2005. 2005. There but you that go. That was forever ago. So, yeah. Yes. 15 years ago. 15 years. So apparently in 15 years... One thing that I know of changed. In 2005, Republicans were in charge. In yep. 2020, Democrats pretty much are going to be in charge. Uh, what changed there, do you think? Trayvon? Mm. He's, he's, he's allowed to. I agree. I agree with him then. I agree with him then. Yes, we're sticking, I agree. Yes, we're sticking by his side. I agreed with him then. He's, I agree with him now. One, he's the one we got. Okay? Well, what's, so interest, what's interesting about that comment that he that. made, Obama made in 2005, the Republicans were bucking against the filibuster. Yes, You're right. Yep. So what what that means to me is that who's ever in power wants to get rid of the stuff that will help the other person ever have a voice, which is completely not good to to suppress voices on either side. I think I don't like either party. I think they both suck. I couldn't agree more. And I would love to see a third party, fourth party. I would like more parties to choose from. The more the better. But the fact that they... I, I want both voices. I want both sides. I don't want one party in total power. That's right. they, not yeah, ever Yeah, if they good. had their way, like, that's the, well, we're going to use whatever we need to get up to power, and then we want to eliminate that path so that nobody else can Absolutely. take that to overthrow us. And, and nobody should really be happy reason. with that, even if you're, you know, like, so in love with one of the parties that you just can't mm-hmm. see anything else. You you have to have some reason. And, and that's like when you say, like, the money's behind it. I watched the... Shout out to Catherine for the Dirty Money recommendation on Netflix. Mind-blowing. Yes. Like, just ridiculous, what, all the stuff money? that goes on. Like, I skipped to, like, the Donald Trump one, and, like, the whole time I was just like, how did we elect this guy as president? Like, <laughs> like are you, it felt like... Well, they're all like, like that. Right past your guy. But they're, they're all, back all and watch like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they're all like that. Like That's the, the problem. Was it the like Malaysian that. guy that with his... Whatever son's friend that took billions and billions of dollars and funneled it, and yeah, Biden, like everyone. I was like, geez, this is a major problem in America. It's a major problem. Is somebody on the phone, Andy? Kostaki is. Oh, Kostaki is. I thought I told you no more Greeks. He just laughs. He goes, well. You're supposed to be horribly offended and start yelling. Kostaki, we were just talking about how these politicians, and it's Republicans and Democrats, these people are insane. (laughs) God, are they crazy. all about the money. It's easy to get cynical, that's for sure, man. Oh, is it ever. The things that they do and say, it's unbelievable. 
So what's the subject today? How much time do you have today, by the way? I, I, I want to make sure we keep I got it. some time. I screwed up and uh, missed the first beat here. So you're whatever dis- works for you. You're a disaster. Can you be on, uh, f- like, for the next 15 minutes? Can you do that? Yeah, I can do that. Well, let's face it. What else does he have to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's face it. He's fighting the filibuster right now. But then uh, after the election, then he's going to fight for the filibuster. You guys are still locked down, right? Yeah, yeah. We've opened up a smidge, but yeah, we're basically just hanging and Ugh. working from home. It's crazy. Uh. It's all true. I would be working from home, but I don't have a studio in my house anymore, so I don't. What? Well, you don't really need yeah, three studios to choose. I thought you were the gold standard if I stay home and do radio. <laughs> nah, I was the gold standard. I started it all, baby, 16, 17 years ago. Oh. Was the one. No, that's not true because Kevin, is it Kevin from Kevin and Bean that lived in Seattle? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think he lived in Seattle. It was Kevin, I think, that lived in Seattle. I was on the uh, Los Angeles morning show, Kevin and Bean. Now they're both gone. He retired, and I think uh, Bean got that's fired, right. didn't he? I, yeah, I... I actually had a segment with those guys ever so briefly as they were breaking up. That's, how, that's how my timing is in, in comedy. <laughs> <laughs> you're really good at this, Kostaki. Let me just point that out. I, all of these beats. I, I was like, I got into poker just as the boom died. I got into comedy as the boom died. Mm. That's, uh, I came to L.A. to be a comedy writer when the reality boom hit and all the comedy <laughs> writing jobs went away. <laughs> You did a worked, great job. This is true. I worked in Oklahoma City as a comic the week after the bombing. Oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> Laugh it up, kids. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, that was a tough week of comedy. Oh, you need to get in front of the trends. <laughs> yeah. I, I, was, I was working in Atlanta the week of the Olympic bombing there. I, I, I was doing the punchline in my home club during the Olympics. Where were you when the Hindenburg went down? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Jesus. <laughs> Good God. I was working at some New Jersey laugh club. <laughs> the laugh hut right across the runway. Yeah, the laugh hut. That's you weren't right. in Boston when the uh, Boston bombers No, I, did, okay. I missed that that's one. Good. Well, that's Good God, what do you know? <laughs> at least. I did. I, I wasn't in New York, but I did do comedy on 912. Oh, oh God. God. That was a tough one. I remember pacing the stage. It was Nashville. I happened to be in Atlanta, which is the only reason I could make it, because I could drive there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, And I was pacing the stage at about 6 p.m., and the manager comes in and goes, you're not going to talk about it, are you? (laughs) And I go, well, I can't not talk about it, at least briefly. I mean, it's kind of what everyone is thinking about. So we had this terse sort of debate about whether or not to mention. Mm. Ooh, a terse debate. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> hey, what's new with you guys? When you hit the stage, yeah, that'd be yeah. great. Hey, How's did you ever doing? notice? <laughs> hey, did you ever notice there's a fire in New York? Pull out a newspaper on stage and go, wait a minute. I didn't know this. You're like a comedic ambulance chaser. That's right. Yeah. I mean, you are. That is very accurate. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe that's what you could, you know, st- how you could steer your career. Yeah, I need a shtick. <laughs> I've been looking for a shtick for a while. Oh, shtick. I just love shtick comedians so much anyway. <laughs> you know me. I just yeah. love that. I wish I had a little a little something that were, people were like, oh, he does that. Like, that would be nice, but I, I, never, like, I never landed on something I loved enough. Like smashing watermelons? Yeah, right. Yeah, like that. Whatever instance. happened to him, by the way? What what happened to him? got boring very quickly. That's I what happened. Know. Boy, there was a bunch of weird parts to that story. It turns That's out he's so... a real a-hole person. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a nice man. Like, if you listen to that interview with Mark Maron, he sounds like a lunatic. Does he? Uh, there was like also the crazy thing where he retired and he sold his act to his brother. To his brother, yeah. 
His no. brother was traveling around as Gallagher too, and then Gallagher came back and wanted his act back, oh, and the brother God. said no, and then they had the lawsuit over this. Oh, oh family. <laughs> wow. Can you imagine? It- and is that a thing where you could sell careers? Like, cause there's some people, like some famous people, that are about to die. Like, sell me your career and your your That's popularity. Like, it's such a weird concept. He, he spent his whole life building a brand, and then he's like, yeah, "I'm not doing it anymore." And he sells it to his brother. How do you sell smashing watermelons to your I brother? Don't know. Yeah, yeah you look like Gallagher. You got the hat. Is it, that was a shtick. You had a lot of things that people associated with that you that was worth money. Have that you? Guy, you ever notice for decades? Yeah, the more true. goofy you make yourself look as a comedian, the bigger prick you usually are. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. It is. My good it's God. Kaywood Banks. Yeah, Kaywood Banks. Who's that? That's a good, that's a good reference. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. I like Haywood. I didn't mean that as a joke. Haywood he Banks. He goofy. I don't know him. Do I know him? He did look goofy. You would recognize if you saw a still photo. I bet. Oh, okay. Andy. Haywood Banks. One of your obscure references. I do not recognize Haywood Banks. You don't? You know? No. Andy's too young. How about Tyra Banks? It's I know. Someone well, between Andy's age and my age would be would be old enough to know. Um, when, in the 80s, he was like one of those, uh, you know, he was yeah. ever-present on all those stand-up shows. And he I, stood out because he looked crazy. Okay, yeah. He does look crazy. He I don't know looks him. like the I least feel... funniest person. A little <laughs> bit like Gallagher, a great writer. He is great. Holy guy. Christ. What? That's a goofy-looking guy right oh, there. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he committed, yeah. Father Time, how you doing? <laughs> That's I'm it. Trying to think of a gra- I can't think of a quick example. His jokes are pretty elaborate and goofy and weird. So when my memory left me, was that one of the, that one of the jokes he used to do? Well, he looks like he can't decide between being a college professor and being a permanent hippie. Yeah. And, and well, he has an album titled the If difference? Pigs Had Wings and Other Favorite Songs. Yeah, that's right. He's famous looks... for the song Toast. That's kind of a shtick. Oh, is that Yeah, Toast? And he bangs on a toaster and he sings with a spoon and... It's oh, all for Yeah, and he brought a, he brought a guitar to a radio interview, so that's that's where I draw the line. <laughs> it's great. No, it's great. Yeah. All, these, all these words written out on signs, and he was like, look at this. Hmm. Take at this. No, no, take that back. And then he like goes, Pat, you know, it was like this really clever stuff at the time. You know? I know the Toast song. Yeah, that's it. Toast, 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 oh. that cigarette. Not that one. What? No. no that's yeah. I, I always tell him I like toast. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. An entire segment with Kostaki Economopoulos is up next. <laughs> Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more. And please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is the equal opportunity employer. 
Kostaki Economopolis with us, ladies and gentlemen. He does not own the original Pokemon card. You, and you don't have the original Pokemon cards, do you? Yes, I do. They're worth $50,000. Did you know that? Some of the them. The original well, cards? Some of them. I don't know. Yeah, which ones are you talking about? Some guy You're talking England? about holographic first edition, no shadow Charizard, I'm sure. Do you have any of those? <laughs> what the hell was that? I don't even know what you just Not said. English. No, I don't have. Okay, look up. There's a there, there's an article in the news today about a guy uh, in England, never played with them because he thought Pokemon was stupid. And then he was about to throw them away, and his son told him, "Don't throw those away. You should check and see if you can get any money for them." Fifty grand. Nice. That never happens to us. No, ever, it does not. ever. We get things ever. like, "Here's a bill for fifty thousand." Yeah. <laughs> We get that. Yeah, here we go. UK okay. man who got Pokemon cards as a birthday gift in 1999. There you go. Well, be about the same time you got yours. Melissa bought them and never played with them. She just liked Pokemon, so she was like, "Hey, cards." I yeah, I had a couple, but I never. They were like, sort of played. like baseball cards, like, right? You got a pack mm-hmm. of them, and you didn't know what was going to go in, and there was like a gold but there was one a, or but something. But there was a game. Yeah, actually, so you like too. play it, like, and like play, yeah. kids yeah. would play it on the bus. They'd be like, "I throw this Pikachu out," and then depending on his stats, the yeah, you got to give them energy, and then you got to evolve them, and then that, they yeah. fight. And it's, what is this, like devil worship? What it's, the hell kind of... It's yeah. kitty magic cards, right? It is kitty yeah. magic. Yes. Andy, Andy was super into it. You have to yes, draw some was. blood every time you attack, and what? you know you have to tell Baphomet. Yeah, that you, you sacrifice a goat. No, I'm kidding. Bob's face was like normal. I know. The Pokemon cards demands you draw your blood. Let's <laughs> get out of here she's right like, now. I do not know. I wouldn't go. So I wouldn't be surprised anymore about yeah. anything. Mm. Yeah, Pokemon is the reason that all like the adults like two years ago were walking around outside. Pokemon Go. Oh, remember that? Pokemon Go to the Oh, my God. Yeah. I remember Alex coming home. Oh, yeah, they were playing the choking game at the slumber party. I'm like, what's the choking game? Uh, oh, oh, yeah. You choke each other till you pass yeah, out. I Sounds that. great. What? I yeah. never oh. did it. Yeah. It was what? like brain damage. The choking two, yeah. game. There were two different ones. There was light as a feather, stiff as a board. Yep. Yep. And then there was something about choking. That I don't remember. Yeah, well, I had a friend that... Tevin he... playing sports. Because, <laughs> <laughs> first of all, Hey-oh. I was a Hey-oh. great athlete. That was where I dropped Say what you want about Obama, but I was a great athlete. I had a friend in high school that he would, like, hold his breath until his face turned purple, and oh. he would almost pass out. And it was like a game to see how close he could get oh. to passing out without passing yeah, out. What the heck was that game? And there was, like, a, yeah, r- a, there was a rhyme. And now he doesn't know where he lives. Now he doesn't know where he lives today yeah, really. he's our friend. early dementia we from love him. oxygen deprivation you guys know that kostaki's <laughs> on the show today right <laughs> he's just like what is going on they got him very excited when we started talking yeah. about pokemon cards and he's looking to see if he's made any money off they his pokemon didn't say cards. which cards he had that were so valuable they didn't nope oh really okay. they just said that it was valuable Useful. So, Kostaki, do you have any Pokemon cards so you can get involved in the conversation <laughs> since you bothered to call in? I, did n- I never got into that world, but I, I totally see the appeal of it. I did play Dungeons & Dragons and chess. I was uh, kind of that version that. of nerd. Dungeons & Dragons <laughs> roll for initiative. <laughs> D&D. A slightly different version of nerd. Yeah, the same yes. kind of thing. Uh, but now, here's a segue. Uh, I am enjoying this sort of pandemic mini online poker boom that's happening. Yeah, I bet. There's a lot of poker going on. And, it, you know, 15 years ago, I almost quit my night job for my night job. I, I always loved poker. So 
Uh, I've been playing, and I brought along today a list of uh, lingo and language that's in po- kind of a poker glossary, if you will, right? Yes. Uh, short stack. That's, of course, when you get out of a cold pool. <laughs> oh, God, mm, really? See how, see how this goes? Yes. No, we got, we got <laughs> it all one dialed joke in. to figure it out. I should, yeah, that's right. I should warn Catherine, this is a particularly high grade of boyish comedy coming yeah, your way. Check yeah. you guys later. Check <laughs> you guys right. later. Uh, the pot committed. The pandemic, the more yeah, you right. do this, yes. Uh, pot committed, that of course refers to Geechee guy. Catherine <laughs> 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 loved oh that God. one. I just like how he laughs at his own joke. <laughs> 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 He's laughing at his own joke. That's I was really imagining <laughs> Geech. You know Geech? <laughs> character. Nice hard try. To, hard to believe he's real. Nice try. Uh, uh, pod odds, those are your chances of getting dope from the cook at the comedy club. Uh, I like pretty, it. Pretty high. Yeah. Those are very good pod odds. <laughs> yeah. uh, pot limit, that's when you're too paranoid to open the door for the pizza guy. You know, that's when you're oh, yeah. pot limit. I understand. Uh, dealer's choice, that's when the guy you buy drugs from just brings you whatever he has. Yeah. Uh, Getting screwed on the river. That could describe a prom night, maybe. Uh, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, what? it gets worse. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it gets worse. Okay. Oh. Nut flush. That's, of course, when a 90-year-old man sits on the toilet. Oh, yes. How much time did you spend on this? <laughs> Get a hobby. These are fair questions. Get a hobby, pal. These are fair, fair questions. Uh... Flop, or, flop a pair. Jennifer Tilly can do that two ways. Uh, oh, well. Side pot. That's, of course, when you keep some weed for yourself when you bring the rest out at a party. Mm-hmm. Uh, split pot. That's when you go home to someone on an ounce. Uh, what? Flash the pot. That's when someone does a cannonball and gets water on your weed. Oh. Yeah. Uh, big blind. Uh, that's Ronnie Millsap. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Little blind man joke for you, ladies Come on. and gentlemen. Friday Millsap. He's kind of, he's big and he's fun. <laughs> he's big and he's fun. He's uh, big and he's fun. <laughs> so he's got that going. Yes. Drawing dead. That's, of course, when you sketch a picture of Epstein. Uh, oh, God, I don't blame you. Uh, spread limit. That's when the strip club bouncer reminds Mercedes she has to keep her knees together. Spread limit. It's a lot of marijuana language in poker, right? You yeah, try to get the yeah. pot. You got a dealer. You got a high card. You give the dealer a toke. And there's oh, a lot yeah. of gay references. You follow the queen. You backdoor something. How many out? You're open ended. You make Broadway, right? That's the end of this show, right there. You got an ace in the hole. You're all in, right? Who started poker? A bunch of gay stoners. Tom, do you have that disclaimer card you should read right now? You're responsible for the views portrayed on the show. Remember when I had a career before the stocky came on on the 3rd of August? Yeah, you need to read that disclaimer card, please. Uh, If you're gay, does it feel weird to make a straight? Um, If you're straight, are you uncomfortable following the queen? if you backdoor straight, are you bi? I don't know. If you're, well, maybe. Here's the last one. If you're straight and broke from poker, does it feel weird to go down on a guy and get your house payment? <laughs> <laughs> what? 
There's something wrong with you. There really yeah, is. Yeah, I think you have been locked up way when, too long. Way yeah. too long. Way too long. When I say all comedians this man are a little football. damaged, Kostaki is the poster child. Football. Yeah. I would like to write some jokes about football. Jesus. He has to have it. Jesus. love of God, let there be football. Let there be football. <laughs> Your reactions to these have been really genuinely first. <laughs> <laughs> well, good God. Hey, when did uh, Kostaki become mentally ill? Yeah, when did that fair. happen? That's fair. So there needs to be like a before and after yeah. effects of quarantine and just yeah. on Kostaki. Yeah. Before it was all football, <laughs> yeah. fun jokes. Either that or he went off the meds. No, like, I'm going to tell more butt jokes. I'll be right back. <laughs> God. <laughs> You know I got range with the boyish comedy. (laughs) What was the name of that damn bar? It was in... That damn bar. I can't remember where the hell we saw it, but there was literally a bar where you could play cards in the back room. It's a lot of bars. (laughs) They are the first ones who came up with that slogan. Alex, you got to block your ears. I can't say this in front of my young daughter. They had a sign out front of this bar that said, and I quote... Liquor in the front, poker in the rear. Right. Where was Love that, Kostaki? I don't get it. Okay, <laughs> Catherine, so what happened to this? I don't get it. going to tell her. Love each other, It's going to be a long night. <laughs> Honey, i got to explain the joke to you. <laughs> i got to explain this all to you. It's going to be unbelievable. So, Kostaki, we only got about 30 seconds, so i got to tell you. That Tevin Pittman is here today, mm-hmm. and I ran into a guy who said that he loves Trayvon on the Monday podcast. Oh. So, you know, Trayvon Pittman instead of Tevin. Yep. And well. then I just ran into a guy I've known for about 30 years, talked to him for about 10 minutes, and as he's even goes, okay, see you later, Dave. <laughs> so we got Trayvon and Dave in the morning. See? That's <laughs> a new show. Trayvon and Dave. to my yeah. theory that we've all had COVID and we're all nuts. Yeah, we're all nuts we're now. All it's nuts. very true. Trayvon and Dave. That's just going to be the rebranding after Kostaki gets this show canceled. <laughs> yes. Right? The Trayvon and Dave show. Yeah, so. yeah the show's out, out the window because of Kostaki. Way to go. You, write me a, you write me an email. You write me a strongly oh, worded email. <laughs> oh, you know what? You should, you should have stuck around. And did, you should have co-hosted the show today because Steve Sharip is going to be on in the second hour. I love that guy. Oh my god, I have a Steve Sharipa story. Do we have time? Yeah, you, we got time. This is super fast. I Sharipa used to book a comedy club in Vegas. In Vegas, yep. And when I first started, I was I was cold calling comedy clubs. And I used to send VHS tapes around everywhere. Wow. So you would call and kind of open, get the door cracked and then mail your headshots and VHS mm-hmm. tape and bio. That's how you used to get Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, I called uh, the Riv one day, and uh, he answered. Hey, uh, uh, hello. I go, hi, uh, my name's Kostaki Economopoulos. I'm an MC-level comic. And he just interrupts me. He goes, I never heard of you. I got a million guys. Goodbye. And he hangs up the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Steve, I was going to ask you. And later, many, many, many years later, Sharippa was a judge on Last Comic Standing. Oh, my God. And it was him and Richard Belzer. And it, people don't know, but when you do the auditions in, uh, for Last Comic Standing, the first round is in the middle of the day on the stage of a comedy club in front of no audience. Oh, God. Oh, so you're literally talking to Sharippa and Belzer, and there's a couple of grips who are kind of paying attention, but there's <laughs> no audience. So I go out, I do 
you know, you do like 45 seconds of stuff, and then they decide whether you get to come back and do the night show with an audience. And they, they see like 400 guys during the course of the day. It's crazy. So I do a few beats, uh, and Sharippa stops me and he goes, Hey, I can tell you're a real comic. You're on. Come back tonight. And then there was a pause, and uh, Sharippa goes, Belzer wants to see you wear a suit. <laughs> what? And I go, Bells, come on. I'm a different era. And now he's mad. He goes, era? Yeah, <laughs> he always wore a suit. So always. I'm, always, I'm aggravating the judges for good, the, for the night show before I even get on. So I get off stage. It's like 6 p.m. I have just enough time to get on the train, go home, put on a suit, and come back if I decide that's what I want to do. Uh, and I'm asking around. I'm calling people. And I talked to my girlfriend, who was a comic at the time. I talked to uh, Chris Mazzilli, who runs the club. He's wearing a suit. He's like, yeah, it's television. Put on a suit. I call Tom Simmons, my comedy buddy. And I go, I just don't think, you know, George Carlin would put on a suit because Richard Belzer told him to. And he goes, yeah, that's true. But George Carlin would never do Last Comic Standing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. mm. So I went home, I put on a suit, I came back, and I ate it. I had one of the worst sets of my life. Because <laughs> you were wearing a suit. Standing, I'd never worn a suit on stage, ever, ever, never. And never since. <laughs> I understand. That's my Steve Sharippa. Okay, to close, I'll tell you a very quick Richard Belzer story. He's on the KQ Morning Show. He's in studio on the KQ Morning Show. And what I should mention, is this? this is like 25 years ago. Yeah, okay. Long time ago. Yeah. And I should mention that, that uh, Garrison Keeler and I are, are acquaintances. We're not really friends, but I know him, right? Nice, right. nice conversations. We laugh. You know, it's a nice deal. So Belzer sits down and on here, he goes, hey, Tom, you want to hear my impression of Garrison Keeler? I said, yeah, I'd love to hear it. And he goes, I was at the farm staring out the window at the beautiful wheat fields blowing in the wind, and I noticed our rooster shoved the garden hose up his ass. I was like, what? That was his whole bit. I'm like, what? Okay, whatever, Richard. Never heard Prairie Home Companion, but I... (laughs) He never stopped laughing the whole time. (laughs) All right, Kostaki, we got to go. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. Kostaki Economopolis. We'll be back hour two, including Steve Sharippa in hour two with the family.